If you've ever wondered how to create a safe space for your guests to do deep work and be vulnerable, then this episode is for you. Inquiring minds want to know, how are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants, and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of? That's the question, and the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. Hey, it's Sarah. I have an invitation for you right now. You can join entrepreneurs from across the globe who share a passion for hosting their own events. Become part of the community that inspires and cheers you on over at greenroomcentral.com. Today, I brought into Green Room Central Studios Twee Jones, CEO and founder of Vibe Set by Twee. She's been an expert in gathering for over 14 years. Her joy comes from bringing people into a space and creating experiences they'll remember forever. Her end goal for every event is for guests to leave with a sense of community and purpose. Her Fly AF business conferences and talk and roll events are geared towards people willing to do the hard things to grow and be their full authentic selves. She has a servant's heart and finds joy in helping people discover roadblocks and courageously move forward. Hey, Twee, welcome to Green Room Central. So thrilled to have you here today. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me and inviting me. It's, it's truly an honor. I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm excited to have you in, in Green Room Central Studios today because uh, you're someone uh, who's after my own heart and you've always wanted to host events. Uh, it, it's your passion just like mine and you're like a super communal person and I just uh, would love to have you share with Lynchpin Nation a little bit more about that. Yes, thank you. Um, you know, I don't know if it's because of the way I grew up. Um, and, you know, when we host people in my house, um, it was my favorite time. Favorite, favorite time was when my mom or my sister would have people over, whether it's their friends, church, it could be Christmas, it could be New Year's, it could be just a random day, a birthday. It was always a party. Um, and when I say party, it was a party, but what I loved about it was the getting together and the joy. I think as kids, it was like, you know, I had a, a traumatic childhood and I think in those moments was when everything was really good. Right. And so I think just growing up my whole life, I've just really enjoyed gathering and getting together with people, um, and just sharing moments. And so I think that's what it is. And I've always just wanted to, to host events because, um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. I just enjoy gathering with people and, and, um, uh, talking with people. I love vulnerability. And so when I'm with a group of people, um, and just being vulnerable together, that just like fills my heart and gives me joy. And so I find so much joy in event planning, so much joy in gathering and some of my own events. I want people to be on a journey with me and the journey that I'm on too because I feel like we're all on the same journey just doing it differently and so I want to know I feel like there's so much value in sharing each other's journey and being vulnerable so a lot of my events that I plan uh, require vulnerability um, 
but yes. And, and so I finally did it last there this past year and it was everything I I've ever dreamt of. It was perfect. Oh, I want to, I, I can't wait to hear about <laughs> that one. And I'm going to, I'm going to get us there in just a minute, but I want to go back to what you said about uh, childhood events. And it touches me so much that you just said that because when I look back on where my passion for events started, it was when we hosted events at our home and we didn't have many. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think because uh, it was so special, like to be able to gather people in our home and, yes. you know, put out a good meal and like have a fun time. And it just yes. felt, you know, like clean the house. And it was just all the things yep. that would go into Clean the, the house, the preparation, and uh, <laughs> just the, ex- the excitement of the buildup of knowing like people are coming over. Yes. To me, that is just like, and we always had a hosted Thanksgiving at our house, and yes. uh, so to this day, it's my favorite holiday just because I have those like super warm memories connected to it. Of like, that's when we gathered people, and yes. uh, I think. Uh, like a, a full house is a happy house, right? And, yes. and so I'm sensing yes. that you were feeling that too um, during childhood. Yes. And so I just love that we have that connection uh, of that's kind of where our passion for this, this, this art of, yeah. of hosting and gathering began. Oh, so right. cool. That's good to think. Now I'm going to ask that to people. Like, so was it when you were younger? Because I think that could be the link for sure. Possibly. I know for me it was. Uh, so Tweet, I love how you were talking about vulnerability in there and being a key piece of your events. And I know that kind of you being vulnerable was a big piece of you even hosting your own events like that fear was holding you back and you had to move past that so and I love that you're incorporating like helping your event guests like move through that on their own so tell me what work did you have to do in order to get to the place where you could show up in this way and serve yes yes um like you said, I had to be really vulnerable when it came to planning my first conference this past year. And um, somebody that really helped me was my life coach. She's She calls herself a forgiveness coach, but I call her a life coach because it literally seeped into every part of my life, even the, my business. And something that she kind of helped me realize is that there's different types of fear because fear is kind of tricky. I feel like some people think that they're fear, like they go, oh no, I'm just being wise and smart. But really, I think sometimes that that's fear. Um, so I have to consider is my fear wisdom or is my fear trauma or of, uh, or, is, or is my fear from past um, situations? Because something she also taught me is that anything, how I respond to any situation or any person um, says more about me than it does that situation or that person. And so when I met with a situation and I'm in a place where I'm like, um, maybe that's not a good idea. Uh, or mm, I'm not sure my heart really wants to do it, but my brain is saying, no, I have to ask myself, is it fear because of wisdom or not even fear? Is it wisdom or is it fear? And if it's fear, what is it? Is it rejection? Have I been rejected before? Um, am I afraid no one's going to show up? Uh, why wouldn't they, or even if no one showed up, why not? Right? Like I it's, it's for me. It's, you know, I'm doing it for the community, but at the end of the day, it's for my business. Um, and I have a passion and I, I love people. So why not? Right. Um, 
So that's kind of how I push through fear because this conference that I just planned this past year, literally I've been talking about it for six months and my coach was like, okay, when are we going to do it? And she came down to, when are we going to do it? I was like, ah, you know, we'll figure it out month later. So when are we going to do it? It's always been November. Um, and, uh, it's okay. And then finally, like a month prior, she's like, we're doing it. Like, and she pointed out is fear. And I was like, shocked, like no, I'm just being wise, you know, like I'm just being smart. And so she pointed it out, like, what are you afraid of? And that's when I realized you have to determine whether it's wisdom or whether it's fear because of trauma or past experiences. And that's kind of my meter now is, is this, is this holding, am I being held back because of me or is because it's smart? And so that's just kind of like one of the ways that I, I push forward. And I hope to uh, bring people to my events and allow them to, to see that as well. Mm, so wise. So the, the conference that you put on in November, tell us about that. Tell us about the experience you intended to create, uh, how it went. Yeah. Yes. What was on the other side of that fear basically? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's a good question. Um, so my conference is called the fly AF conference. And in April, I'm going to hold it again. It's going to be called the fly, uh, AF business conference. I want to add the word business in there just to be more specific. Um, And the reason why I called it the fly AF conference is because um, I went through a season of just learning how to be bold with myself, being bold with my passion and just being bold with my dreams and not realizing that I kind of shy away and hide and put myself in the background. I'm literally always in the background. Um, and I put myself there on purpose. I, I don't want to be in the forefront. I don't want my name on anything. I don't want my face on anything. I just want to plan things and have it be a beautiful experience for people and then leave. And this time it was, my face was on there. My logo was on there. Everything was, on. it was me. Um, and so I called it the fly F because I want people to show up to know that they can be fully themselves and be fully bold. Uh, From my experiences, conferences are very uh, stuffy um, and they can be very professional and like such a specific way. And I just didn't want people to feel like that's how they wanted to be. I wanted people to show up with their full self, with all their mess, with everything and just come there and grow however that looked like. And so I called it the Fly AF conference. I put, you know, the advertising out there and a, and a lot of people came. Um, I asked for sponsorships. Um, so uh, Team Collingworth is one of my sponsors. Um, they, they sponsored and they sent like about five of their people to come. Um, so that was amazing too. And yes, uh, my intention was for people to come. Uh, we had one male, uh, but majority was female. Um, and we had, you know, people came and it was everything I wanted it to be and more. Uh, my intention was for people to feel welcome, for few people to be pushed out their comfort zone, um, and for people to grow. I never, in- I never thought that it would be something where people would say, this changed my life which I've got a couple of those, um, or this is the best thing they've ever been to. Like that wasn't my intention, but at the end of it, that's what, that was the testimonial and the feedback that I gotten from it. Um, and yes, and I, uh, I just wanted people to come and feel and leave feeling special as well. And just more in love with themselves. Um, my life coach came down here. She's from Baltimore, but she came to Minnesota for the conference just for me. Um, and she was dynamic. I mean, she pushes people out of their comfort 
comfort zone. Uh, and again, that's what I really wanted. I wanted people to be just a little bit out of their comfort zone enough to see that they can be so much more. Um, we provided breakfast uh, and lunch um, by the Cave Cafe, one of my favorite vendors that I always go to for food. Um, I always recommend him for my clients as well. Um, I had uh, t-shirts that said fly AF. I purposely didn't put my logo on it uh, because I just wanted people to wear it and just know that they're fly AF, you know, and I, you know, for me, it wasn't about me, even though I've had people in the background, like you have to advertise for yourself. You have to, I feel like I did it the way I wanted to do it because it was about my guests. Um, and yes, and we had a marvelous time. I had a VIP um, experience as well that you can purchase along with your ticket. And that was my talk and roll, which was the night before. Um, and I hold talk and rolls um, pretty consistently, but this one was a little different because again, I had my coach there. Um, and so she kind of changed the experience just a little bit, but again, it was so intimate. Um, again, people were like, that was life-changing. Um, and for the talk and roll, that's where we roll egg rolls. I teach people how to make egg rolls with my mom's recipe. Um, and I talk about you, just my experience growing up. Um, and then we pick a topic of the day to talk about. Um, and she just asked a couple of questions about like, what's holding you back? What's keeping you from charging your worth? So those are the type of questions and the type of like um, things we were going to, because I also realized that it was very hard for me to tell somebody how much my service was very hard for me in the past. And I've learned that it had everything to do with how I value myself and how I see myself. Um, and so that was another piece that I want people to leave with of like, why is it hard for you to ask for your values, for you to set those boundaries within your business, because it's your time, right? Um, and, and trying to just teach people that. And so, yes, it, the other side of it was more than I can ask for. And um, it gave, it was just the other side of your fear is really nice. It's like beautiful. Oh, there's so much here that I'm just like <laughs> loving. Uh, okay. So, yes. so you're first, you're telling us that the other side of your fear, it was totally worth it, right? To so host your event. <laughs> yes. So worth it. Yes, yes, yes. For it's so worth it. The other thing that I'm I'm hearing is just like such a wise use of a VIP, a VIP upgrade, like how smart to add that, that really intimate, like, Thanks. uh, experience for, yes. for guests, but then, uh, being able to bring in uh, a life coach to kind of guide that really deep discussion while you made food, like how fun, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish it was there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was fun. Oh, I bet your guests just loved that. Yes, they they really enjoyed it. That's something you do on an ongoing basis, right? Is that you offer those those talk and roll events uh, throughout the year? Yes, yes. So I, I do offer those throughout the year. Um, and it kind of that was like my baby, my baby step into planning events for myself. Like the talk and roll was me wanting to hold a conference. But I just again, because of fear and because of whatever, I decided to just keep it small and hold a talk and roll. Um, and so, and it wasn't really 100% out of my comfort zone at all, because I love hosting anyways. And I love having events. And this time, it was amazing because then people purchase the ticket. So it was worth my time in a way if that makes sense. Um, and so, yes, yeah, like in February, we're having a couple's talk and roll where my guest speaker is my husband <laughs> and we're going to talk about relationships. And then in May, I'm hoping to hold one for like a mommy and me talk and roll too. 
Um, but it's just a way for me to share my heart and myself because I get to talk about my mom. I get to cook, which I love, um, and make food for everybody. And we get to be vulnerable, which is my favorite part. I think people hunger for a space where they can just be vulnerable. And that's just what I'm really learning because these people end up, the people who end up coming end up forming friendships. It's like, it's like you come and you make such new friends and you're already connecting at a deep level and at a level where, you know, it takes a really long time for friends to get to that level anyways. Um, and so that brings so much joy to me um, to provide that space for people because I hunger for that space as well. Getting into a space with people I don't know and just sharing my heart and my journey and my experience with no judgment, because that's obviously the rule. If you're coming, you're going to understand that there's no judgment because we all are going through something and we all need somebody too. And it's better to share with a stranger, right? Than somebody, you know, sometimes, and that gives you that space. Oh, so true. I think strangers, strangers will believe in you and your dreams so much more than someone who's known you for your entire life. For sure. Mm -hmm. What, what a, uh, I mean, you're just the embodiment of a linchpin, you know, bringing people together and, and then fostering that sense of community and like, uh, making sure people feel like it's a safe place. And, uh, I love that. And, and how you're modeling, um, you're modeling the, the activities that you want them to, to, to take on, you know, like that, the, the role of being vulnerable, the, um, of being the person who, you know, provides that place for people to come together. Love it. Love, love, love it. So tell me, um, you just seems like such a generous soul and I want (laughs) to explore, like, how does that come out in all the aspects of, of an event from, you know, the, the swag or gift bags or the topics that you choose for your content or the stories that you tell or the branding or your partnerships, like, tell me how, uh, how you kind of put yourself into everything that you do. Thank you. That's a good question. Um, well, you know, seeing people be, one joy and authenticity is kind of my two uh, joy in life, if that makes sense. Like my two things that I just love seeing from others is, is be, is their joy and just them being able to be authentic, whatever that looks like, whether it's like tears or anger, the authenticity of it, I, I can, I love, um, because when someone is able to be that way towards you, it's special. It says a lot about you as an individual, right? Like that you're a safe place. And that's all I really want to do is provide safe places for people. And so for me, when I plan events, I think about what can bring the most joy, what can bring the most, uh, what can bring somebody out to be the most authentic, their authentic self. Um, and what can bring somebody like what, what can make somebody feel feel a specific feeling. So I just think about the feeling, right? So for Fly AF, my feeling was bossy. Like I wanted people to feel very bossy and very cute, you know? And so, and then at my talk and roll, I want people to feel like they're a part of something, whether this is their community or not, I wanted them to feel that. Um, And I also want to give a piece of myself to everybody. And so like, for instance, uh, my door prizes or like the things people get when they're at the door, 
I often put like a few of my favorite things. I love mugs. So for my talk and rolls, I give mugs out, uh, really cute mugs. Like if I can find any super cute mugs and it says like, it says like I'm bossy or like, you know, like just like hustle, you know, and it's just like things like that so that it can like bring that out of people. I love stickers, love stickers. And so I buy a lot of stickers, like positive affirmation stickers off of Amazon, like the ones you put on your water bottle and laptops. I get a grip of those. And I actually just like throw it out on the table and let you take as many as you want. So there's like hundreds of stickers on tables and you just grab whatever stickers you want to grab. And people, people love that. I think that's like the most popular thing that I provide at my event that people absolutely love is the stickers. Um, I give chapstick and lotion because you can never have too many chapstick. So you can never have too much lotion ever, you know, like the travel size things. Um, I give journals, you know, little mini journals that people can throw in their bag. And so if you need to just write something, you know, like a, and those journals are intended to be like affirmation journals. So, you know, like when you're not feeling good, write that down. When you are feeling good, write that down. Um, those type of things. And then I, I give like a pen, but like with a huge old diamond at the top. So like when you're writing, you can feel bossy. So, you know, like I put myself in that, um, the like talk and rolls in general, you know, are specifically from my culture and from my upbringing. And so that's also another way I'm giving myself in the event. Um, and the stories that I tell, um, the way the event goes to is very important, like the way you put your agenda together and the flow of it, you know, you don't want to have too many awkward pauses. Uh, you want to be prepared for awkward pauses and awkward moments as well. Um, and a lot of, let's see here. And there's a book called The Art of Gathering, I think is what it's called. It's a beautiful book. Um, and it puts into words a lot of what I put into my events, um, where it goes to where even when someone sits, like how you arrange the room is really important, um, you know, depending on what you're doing. Like for my conference, it's it was round table more than theater style. Um, because again, I just wanted people to have clunks of community, clunks of people um, to talk to as well. Um, and yes, and so, you know, you think about all the things you love, like chocolate, right? Well, what's like your favorite type of chocolate? It doesn't really matter, you know, it's just what is your favorite type of chocolate? Put that out there for your guests. And so like at my events, I'm like, oh yes, I love stickers and that's why I have them. Or I love this and that's why, I, you know, donuts. I love donuts. So if it's a breakfast, you will see a lot of donuts. <laughs> at my events and uh protein shakes because I like protein shakes <laughs> so just little things like that <laughs> hey I don't want you to miss out did you know that this conversation always continues inside the Lynchpin Nation community it's a free modern discussion forum exclusively for Green Room Central listeners that will have a profound impact on the way you look at events in your business Get answers to your biggest questions, hear behind the scenes nuggets from event leaders, and get access to helpful templates, guides, and checklists as you start and scale events in your business. Be part of the daily discussion with entrepreneurs just like you. You can join for free over at greenroomcentral.com. I'll see you inside. Ah, uh, so the way you're talking, um, you're basically describing uh, how to how to create, how to make your event into the living embodiment of your brand. Yes. And so the, your brand is, is you. And so I love how you're thinking about, Hey, this is, these are things that I love and I'm going to share that with my guests as a way of, 
kind of welcoming them and making them feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're having fun. And, um, and so uh, the stickers on the table, so fun. (laughs) I mean, it just really shouts you like bowls of the chocolate that you love. And, um, and I really do want to encourage, um, our listeners to, to jot down notes right now of like, what's coming to mind when you think about your brand and how that would come to life. Um, because, uh, it, it, it can be something as what feels as small and silly as like stickers, um, but can have a wildly impactful, um, effect on your guests. So, um, no idea is, uh, too silly to, to write down and and attempt to execute on because it might just be the thing that gets people talking and, um, promoting your next event, right? (laughs) Correct. 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 100%. Even like a picture of your family, like my uh, grandma-in-law got me for for my birthday, my name, my second name. So my name is Thuy Thuong in Vietnamese. And I just never go with the second one. And it means love in Vietnamese. And she got that framed and, you know, it's a deeper meaning of love. And so I put that out at my events. So there's just a picture frame of my name and it means love because that's what I want people to feel. So just little things, even like your favorite quote, having it out somewhere or, or printing a card with your favorite quote on it that you feel like is encouraging. And because if it means that much to you, it, it will have an impact on somebody else as well because you went through that journey. Yeah. They're, they're attracted to you and your brand because of who you are. So show up as who you are. Yes, yes, yes. So tell me, um, Like, can you give us a few secrets on how you make your guests feel welcomed and allow themselves to be vulnerable? Because that's not a space that people typically uh, play in and, and you're wanting them to get there and get there pretty quickly. So what are, what are the strategies you're using? Yes, that's a good question. Um, You have to be vulnerable. Like you have to show up in your most vulnerable way. And I think that helps. Um, that's just what I do. So I open up and then I just talk about my heart. Um, I get pretty deep, you know, as deep as I feel like in that moment, but I, I'm, I'm a vulnerable person in general. And I think if you're being vulnerable, others can feel that and be that as well. And the topics that you pick as well, um, would help too with that. But again, the comfort right when people walk in, if they feel welcomed and if they feel that sense, they will be that. And so it, it does have a lot to do with how you set up your rooms, um, you know, how you welcome people. I stand at the door and I say, hi, welcome. You know, like I'm Twee, if they don't know me and thank you for coming, just come in. And I want to, I make sure that they understand right away what's expected from them or like what they can expect. So when they walk in, okay, feel free to grab this. There's this here and you can have a seat here. There's no um, arranged seating. So then like people aren't scared when they get there, you know, cause when you're entering a space where you're the only one, especially if your friend's not there, it's going to be a little bit awkward. Um, and so just ease that immediately when people walk through the door, where they're having a volunteer be very welcoming, um, and just direction, making sure everyone understands the direction and sticking with your flow. But at the end of the day is that I have to be vulnerable as well. And so when I start off, I tend to pick, you know, depending on the topic, especially if it's talk and roll, I immediately talk about what I'm thinking about, um, you know, um, 
you know, what my heart is in that moment. When we did Fly AF, I talked about why I called it Fly AF. And I talked about the season that I was just in and how hard that was. And that this is like the product of that season. And so for me, the main thing is letting your guests know what to expect right when they walk through the door. So they're comfortable, safe, and they feel welcomed and they're not confused. And then instantly you be vulnerable yourself. Um, whether that's like, hi, welcome, and then giving them like a hug or a handshake, whatever they're comfortable with, um, and making them feel like you're their friend. Even if you don't know them, how would you act? How would you treat your friend? Right. And so uh, energy is, is real. People feel energy. People can receive energy. So you just make sure your energy is right. I think honestly, that's, that's about it. Just making sure your heart and your energy is in the right place. Um, so hopefully that helps. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're basically showing your guests the energy that you want them to bring into the space Yes. by modeling yes. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. And then the other thing that I'm hearing is that you're mm-hmm. very intentionally showing people how to be. So anytime someone uh, arrives into a community, whether it's virtual or in person, yes. they want to know how do I fit in? And so you're instantly, you're standing at the door or you're sending a volunteer to be at the door with instructions Mm -hmm. to tell people how to show up in the space so that they feel instantly like they fit in, which is naturally a way for people to be able to let their guard down. And then you're modeling the energy that you want them to, to bring into the space by, by being that that high level of energy yourself and that, that vulnerable, uh, you know, being yeah. vulnerable yourself. So, uh, I love that. I love all of it. Yes. <laughs> yes, thanks. And I think like up until now we've been trained to, to show up in a space in a specific way. And that's really what I, what I want to break down is that you don't, you don't, you be yourself no matter where you are, what you're doing, you be yourself. And that's kind of the energy that I try to like emulate for people is that, this is a space to be yourself. You are a professional, whether you're loud or quiet, whether you're dressed a specific way, you know, it's just how you show up for people is just what really matters. So yeah, everything you said, exactly. Mm. Oh, so good. Uh, As we start to wrap up here, I want to know, uh, what do you tell yourself before you go on stage? Oh, I, that's a good question. Um, uh, what do I tell myself? I mean, for sure. Well, how I'm smiling right now and everything <laughs> is how I like am when I get on stage. Like, I just, I don't know if I tell myself anything, but I'm just like excited, like let's go. And, um, I don't prep as well. Like this year, I'm like, okay, you need to prep better for when you speak. But I kind of just tell myself, like, you've got this speak from your heart is normally a lot of times what I tell myself is speak from your heart and your feelings, because I feel like I got my feelings, like I understand my feelings really well. Um, And so, yeah, just like be you um, talk from your heart. And you got this because and my energy is normally like this bubbly. I get really excited when I'm in front of like, I just forget where I'm at and I don't, (laughs) I get really excited. So that's basically the things I'd like tell myself. It's more of a a feeling than it is words. Um, And if I was to translate that, it would be what I just said. (laughs) Oh, love that. Love that. (laughs) One of the biggest stressors for event hosts is mindset. 
And so what's your secret to managing your mindset and and doing the thing like hosting your own events? Yeah. Um, yes. Preparation in the sense of the event itself, um, making sure the day before that all the pieces, because when I think, when I plan events, I think about pieces, right? So entrance, that's a piece. Um, then when, you know, I put myself in the person's shoes as they're walking through the space. And so like when they walk in the door, what do they see? Okay. So then that's a piece that I plan after they do that, they walk to the next place. What do you see? Do that space, you know, and then where do I want them to go after that? That's another piece. Get that planned. Um, then at one o'clock, what's happening, a session, get that planned. Um, and so for me, it's just prior to just making sure the pieces of the event are all, um, taken care of because if you break them down into not just not like um, time but just more of like its own little mini project does that make sense um, that's how I I prepare and and uh, and make sure like my mindset is so because in the day of then I'm good right all the pieces are taken care of and I can just show up and be a guest of my own so that's kind of a, also how I think about it is like how can I just participate and not worry about the little things. So just making sure like the event flow is going well, and then I can just kind of participate. Oh, so yeah. So you're a lot like me and that preparation yes. gives you confidence like that. Yes. Uh, and, and I, what I'm hearing is you're big on mapping the, the guest journey and yes. really understanding like, yeah, what are they seeing and thinking and yes. feeling and doing and and experience. doing the, yeah, doing the preparation of planning out that, that journey, that experience for your guests mm-hmm. gives you that, that confidence to be able to show up as your best self on, on yes. the event day. Mm-hmm. Uh, love that. What is your best tip for filling your events? Yes. So I, my main approach is uh, through relationships. So, you know, I know that there's people out there who um, have pool in communities. And so I tend to reach those people first. So I think about my, um, I call them like stakeholders, right? My friends that are stakeholders as well. They have their own group of followings. They have their own group of people. So I reach out to them first. Um, then sponsorships um, and adding the tickets in the sponsorship. So if you sponsor, you get these many tickets as well. That's really helpful. Um, And then they tend to spread the word as well because they're sponsoring this event and they want people to come. Um, And then a lot of my advertising is through um, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I'm blessed with a very amazing community and amazing group of people in my life that really believe in me. Like, I don't know if I can be here right now if if it wasn't for the, the really quiet people that really believe in me, right? Like they're not in my life consistently, but they're cheering me on from the side. they're so good at spreading the information as well. Um, and like I said, in 2022, I think I'm going to push myself out even more. But initially, that's how I, I fill my seats is through just my relationship with people um, and talking to people and say, could you share this with your group of people and try to get this many people to come? Um, and then the sponsorships as well. I do have a lot of vendor relationships. Um, <clears throat> I, I believe that's very important. I really believe that you should have your sets of vendors um, that you believe in, that you want to really support. Um, and like li- every event I have, every client that I have, I have like, it's called Love You Cookie. Like they're this cookie company that I love so much. So any event I hold, I'm like, you should get Love You Cookie. Like you should bring Love You Cookie. And so, you know, they sponsored my event um, and they sent somebody from their team. And so those are just, you know, little ways that I, I do that. Mm, so good. Uh, what's your favorite moment during an event? 
Oh, my favorite moments during events is when the room starts feeling like where we've been friends forever, if that makes sense, is like when everyone is like gelling with each other and just like, we all come to a point of realizing like, this is, this is good. Like, this is amazing. Um, and people be vulnerable and then they support each other. So if somebody's upset because they're being vulnerable, everyone like is present and is like, have their attention on that person. Not like, Oh, I'm sorry, but like letting them feel, um, those are my, and then like when we all laugh together, when we all like develop an inside joke, together whenever to see each other again maybe but like in that moment feeling like we're family or like that we're actually a community those those are for sure are my favorite moments mm, yeah. so good uh <laughs> what's the best thing that's come from hosting events for you <sighs> the best thing for me is realizing like I can do it I think like I can do it. Um, I'm able to do this, I think is one of the best things for me, especially recently with my, my first big event. Um, and just the relationships that I have coming out of those events too. Um, there's a lot of people who are now um, going to hire me as a, as a, you know, as a person to help them with their events. Um, and also they're hosting events too. And I guess if I was to be able to start over with the question, I would say watching my guests apply what they learn at my event and growing in that space. Because, you know, we follow each other on social media the day of. um, And so just seeing them grow and like being and saying things that they learn from the event um, and things like that. So I think just what everyone gets out of it. Mm, Yes. It is magical as the teacher when your student goes and does the thing. Yes. yes. <laughs> There's something that just makes your heart so happy yes. to know that you were able to impact somebody and right. make a difference. Yes. Yeah, so that you're part of their journey. Like if they yeah. look back on their life, you know, I always want to leave legacies wherever I go. Like mm. when, if I have a job, you know, I want to leave a legacy. If I leave, I want to, you know, and, and just being a part of someone's journey is, is definitely one of my, brings me joy for sure. Mm. So, uh, what are you reading right now? Good question. Um, well, right now I'm actually reading Obama's book, his, um, his biography that he's, uh, written. Um, and, and the reason why I'm reading that is because I'm a campaign manager for someone running for um, Hennepin County attorney. And so I'm just reading that just to see his mindset, you know, where was he at, his, his struggles. And I've, I mean, I've learned so much about the journey. Um, I'm actually reading the book that you uh, recommended for me, the brand story book too. Oh, That's story another book brand. that I'm reading. Yes, yeah, story by, brand book. Yeah, by Donald Miller. I love that book. Amazing book. I love it. And he has such great tools on there as well for you to be able to. So, so those are the two books that I'm uh, going back and forth. And I like to, I do audio, audio book because I mean, that's just the way to go. I work out and I just listen to my books. It, it is. I'm a <laughs> you huge have to. fan. I'm <laughs> you a have huge to. fan. Uh, Tweet, before we wrap up, I want to make sure that we tell uh, Lynchpin Nation where they can find you. 
Yes. Yes. So you can find me on my Instagram at um, five step by twee. Um, so it's V I B E S E T and then an X and then T H U Y. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I do have a Facebook for my brand, but um, I'm more on Instagram. That's kind of where I, I, I like and myself. And then I have a link tree in my bio um, that you can click that would have all my upcoming events. And if I share something on my story, like um, I share a lot of like this person needs donations or this group is looking for this thing and things like that. Um, I would put it on my link tree too. Oh, awesome. Okay. I'll link all of those up in the show notes. Thank you as well. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to yes. be here with us today and share your wisdom about events. It's been a pleasure to have yes. you. Thank, thank you. you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for listening to the Green Room Central podcast. If you love this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Faber and let me know why you liked it and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. Also, I know you got one solid gold nugget of advice on filling your events from Twee today, but if you'd like a few more, 107 to be exact, then head over to fillingevents.com right now. I wanna help you quickly master event marketing and fill your events, even if you've never done it before. I've scoured the online business world and found 107 of my favorite strategies working right now to fill your next virtual or in-person event. Create the event promotion plan you need from these easy to implement, customizable strategies at fillingevents.com. On average, I spend about an hour a day reading every month of every year. If you love learning on the go as much as I do, Go to greenroomcentral.com to get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial of Audible, my go-to audiobook platform of choice and a sponsor of Green Room Central. Try Barack Obama's A Promised Land like Twee or Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, one of my personal favorites. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going, keep learning, If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode.